Hello and welcome everybody to Paranormal Analytical. My name's Eddie Hill and I'll be your host and your only host tonight. How about that? So we've got Rick Warren who is on an investigation right now. That's why he's not here tonight. But he will be calling in sometime pretty soon and giving us an update to what's going on. He's got an awesome place that uh, him and his team are investigating tonight on a I, I think it's some sort of haunting or something to that effect but he will be calling us here in a little while and giving us a scoop on what's going on i mean that's going to be a lot of fun and and it's going to be pretty darn cool to uh hear what he's got to say as soon as he calls in and lets us know what's going on where he's at but uh the main topic of the show tonight just so you guys know, and I didn't put anything on there because it's going to be a little bit of everything, but I, I just wanted to basically touch base on some of the paranormal type stuff dealing with Nikola Tesla and also um, uh, some of the other findings uh, that basically the first spirit box that was created and uh, I'm going to fill you in on who that was here in just a little while. But we've had the spirit box out for some time. But uh, I want to welcome some of the people coming onto the channel. We've got Scott Hammonds. He says, greetings and salutations. What's going on, Scott? Glad to have you on here. Um, it's uh, it's going to be really cool. And, of course, we've got Darren Wedlock on here. Uh, hey, Eddie. Hey, Room. And uh, we're, we're going to have a great show tonight, guys. So feel free to jump in there. But like I was saying earlier, uh, we've got Rick Warren, who's out on an investigation right now with his team, and he's going to be talking to us a little in a little while. He'll be calling in, and uh, we'll be putting him on the show so that you guys can talk to him uh, and uh, any questions that you might have. But I've also got a little video that he sent me that I'm going to put on here, and uh, he sent this to me earlier and uh i'm gonna post it on here and well actually i'm gonna play it live on here so you guys can uh see and hear you know those of you who are watching the video right now live will be able to see it those of you who are going to be listening on podcast of course you know you'll hear them talking but uh it's a pretty cool little video and uh kind of shows a little bit of the area where he's at so if you'll give me a moment i'm gonna try and get this up here and uh and play this for you and uh, see what we can do. Um, I I have a feeling you all are going to really, really enjoy this. And let me get this going over here. And I'm going to start this off with a. Uh, Got to turn the volume up on it, and we're going to start playing it. Hi there, this is Rick. I wanted to come over here. We're at Wellington, Kansas. If you look over here at this building, this is Raber Fords. I'm in the Old Pioneer Cemetery in Wellington, Kansas. It is said when they built this facility over here, as far as Raber Ford, that they dug up some of the caskets, some of the graves. 
and uh, had to replace them someplace, I'm not sure. But we're in a part of the old cemetery. And I wanted to scan over here and show you some of the old wrought iron work that goes with um, some of these places and how they've kept them up. And it's sad to say, but over here where you see the smaller graves, the vandals that's come in here and vandalize the headstones. Again, this is some of the fencing, the old wrought iron fencing. We'll be over here next month doing an EVP session. As you can tell, some of this is very old. Early 1800s. Headstones in the cemetery. There's a bunch of headstones in here. This is Mr. Dixon, 18 October 3rd, 1879. And here, as I'd mentioned before, some of the old gravestones been vandalized and knocked over. Here again, here's some of the old vintage cast iron, or um, I think it's rod iron, yes, rod iron fencing that they use are used upon the graves here. And I don't know what's happened here on this site. Looks like somebody's tried to move that headstone. But anyway, yes, next month we'll be coming over here. We'll be doing EVP work here and a couple other places. But I wanted to give you a shot of what we'll be looking at and what we'll be covering as far as here in the old Pioneer Cemetery. Thank you. Hi there, this is Rick. I wanted to come over here. We're at Wellington, Kansas. If you look over here at this building, this is Raber Fords. I'm in. So there you got it. Pretty Pioneer cool. We got uh, Rick Cemetery. Warren showing us some of this stuff live, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. Facility, and uh, so we're going to be looking forward to uh, him giving us a call in here in just a little while and talking to us about what he's got going on, what's happening out there, and uh, so forth and so on. But like I said, tonight's show, we're going to be dealing a lot with Nikola Tesla. And uh, I'm going to read you something here. And we're going to talk a little bit about this because he had a lot of claims and was speaking a lot of times about um, alien contact and how he was receiving messages. And a lot of people tend to believe that Tesla was in contact with alien beings, and that's what was assisting him in creating some of these phenomenal uh, uh, just creations that he had, you know, with electricity and so forth and so on. But... uh it says Tesla worked less than a year with Thomas Edison in New Jersey. Although they respected each other's genius, the differences in style between the two made a long-term working relationship out of the question. Okay, now, remember I was talking to you about the first spirit box. Of course, that was Thomas Edison who uh, was working on or creating this spirit box at some point in time. And But the problem with this is, is that no schematics were ever found or any type of working models or prototypes. So this was something that he spoke a lot about. And he also, from what we understand, picked up one of the first EVPs during a recording session where he was actually uh, recording onto a, uh, a, a record that uh, he had created in you know one of the very first prototype record players. And he picked up voices which were not in the room. And this is what sparked his interest into the other world. So let's continue on over here. Um, George Westinghouse, founder of the Westinghouse Electric Company, understood the advantages of Tesla's system of alternating current over Edison's direct current, and he bought the patent rights from Tesla in 1885. The efficiency of, of AC was demonstrated effectively when Westinghouse successfully lit up the whole world Columbian exposition in Chicago in 1893. So, I mean, this is a, 
this is like a long time ago. So you got to remember, I mean, for some of these creations that he, that Tesla created back in, in the day, I mean, this is pretty, uh, this is pretty futuristic. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he was doing. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's almost unheard of, I should say, back in the day. Um, Tesla began construction of a wireless broadcasting tower on Long Island, but in 1900, the fi uh, financer, J. Prepoint Morgan, or J.P. Morgan, uh, withdrew his support. Tesla continued to work with tribunes and other projects until 1931, when leg legend has it, he joined other scientists working on a top-secret project in invisibility that would culminate in the famous Philadelphia experiment. And if you all remember, uh, we had a big discussion with uh, Dylan Holiday on the Philadelphia experiment. Once upon a time, it was a great conversation, and, and he, he actually made a really good argument on that. But it was a lot of fun. And you got to admit, and there's people that no matter what are always going to believe that the uh, Philadelphia experiment was something that was real. But, you know, there's others who, you know, it just the, the evidence doesn't really support a whole lot of it. But, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, you could have had this could be all government type. Uh, uh, it could be doctored up, I, I guess you could say, by the government. But according to certain researchers, the initial stages of the experiment began under the uh, watch of the U.S. Navy sponsored team, including Tesla and Australian physics. In, I, I'm not even going to begin this name. Emil Kurtenauer, I guess. In 1933, the project was moved to the Institute of Advanced Study at Princeton University. Joining the group was John von Neumann a brilliant mathematician who had been at the University of Berlin and the University of Hamburg before he immigrated into the United States. Uh, although Albert Einstein was aware of the experiment, now called Project Rainbow, he did not participate directly in its operation, at least not right away. So there's some stuff there on uh, Nikola Tesla. Now, he claimed that he was actually... Uh, in contact with aliens from Mars and uh, it was uh, he, he was extremely fascinated at the fact that these beings were transmitting to him now you got to remember at that time period there's no radio waves floating around that uh, he's going to be intercepting I mean this isn't like something that the military had all this Technology, because at the time they really didn't, and uh, but yet he was claiming he was picking up all this uh, radio signals, and it's uh, I don't know, it, it's 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 really strange. So he was picking something up from somewhere, and uh, let's go over here, back over to the chat room, and let's see who we have here. We got Darren saying, "Hey, Sonia," and uh, then we got Scott Hammond saying. Place your hand on them, Rick. Do you feel anything? Well, he hasn't called in live yet, so we're still waiting on him. That was just a video that he sent me earlier. Um, then uh, Scott was set, talking about energy fields. Yeah. And James says, hey, guys. Hey, James, how you doing, buddy? Glad you could make it on the show. Uh, Antonella, she says, hello, everyone. And uh, Darren says, hey, Antonella. And Barbie Bisbee's on here. She goes, "Howdy, all! Hey, Barbie, how you doing? It's glad to uh, we're glad to have you on here." Um, we also have James saying, "Let's see what James says." Tesla also invented AC current, but Ben Franklin tried taking credit for it in 1752. No kidding, seven. Wait, that's a. Uh, I, I think that was before Tesla's time, wasn't it? Because, I mean, he was alive in, what, the late 1800s. So, I mean, he'd have been like over 100 years old in some of these. I, I'm i not real sure, James. I think he, he may be, uh, he was too young for that at the time. I mean, uh, he was too, he he's too, you know, he was born after that or at least sometime around there. I think he, he would have been too young. 
Uh, Alex Arredondo's on here. What's up, Eddie? Hey, Alex, how you doing, buddy? Glad you could make it. Alex was just recently on a the Paranormal Night Shift, I believe is what it was, and uh, his story on this uh, psycho ghost clown that was uh, he was talking about on there. And uh, so if y'all haven't had a chance to see it, Alex, if you're still on here, go ahead and uh, post where they can find that at or uh, which uh, episode that was so people can see on there talking. And uh, let's see here. We've got uh, Barbie says, yes, Tesla was a fantastic mind. Yes, he was. And we've got Thomas Rudisill on here. Life is but a fractal. Factual. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. And Barbie says, thanks for the invitation, Darren. So, yeah, I mean, I think we finally got caught up. There was a lot of people talking while I was reading. But this is some really cool and interesting stuff that we got going on over here. And, uh, I mean, when you talk about EVPs, I mean, EVPs are something that have been around for quite some time. And like I said, it we weren't the first ones, not recently, to do the EVP. And it's uh it's something that's been going on for quite some time. And Thomas Edison, of course, he was the first one to actually capture the first EVP. And he always talked about creating a box or a phone that you could speak to the dead with. And I think that is, I think that was the start of this whole thing, was creating, you know, all these ghost box and, and trying to gather these EVPs, you know, uh, using recorders and that kind of a thing. And then, of course, the uh, phone to the dead. Um, there's been so many different devices created. And some of them have ha seem to have had some sort of luck with them. Others, not so much. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, how well a lot of these worked. But it was uh, it was the start of all of this. And let's see here. Alex says, you could look on YouTube, Paranormal Night Shift, Episode 3, Clown Boy's Revenge. And you get to see Alex on there. He's actually on TV. So we were happy to see him on TV. That was pretty cool. And... Uh, Tom says, has anyone here actually personally witnessed strange shit themselves? So if anybody on here has actually witnessed, you know, strange shit, go ahead and post it into the comments down here. And uh, that way Tom can read and, and see what's going on. Tom and I actually, we, a long time ago, you know, to kind of throw this little story in there, uh, we were actually creating and, and doing EVPs before we even knew what an EVP was. That's a crazy thing. Um, back during our high school days in the 80s, damn, I'm giving away our age, Tom. During the 80s, uh, we would take our tape recorders, cassettes, not 8-tracks, but we did have 8-track players, but we had the high-tech stuff, eight, you know, cassette tapes. And, uh, we would take them and place them in cemeteries on different graves that were old or just really trashed out looking. And we'd record for 30 minutes, go back to the grave, and then we'd flip the tape and record for another 30 minutes. And then we'd go back home and listen to it. And we we actually picked up some pretty cool stuff through there. And uh, But we were we were doing this well before you know, ghost hunters or any of these other places, but we didn't know what it was called. We were just messing around, of course. You know, we we're just kids playing out there in the cemetery. And uh, we had a, a lot of different uh, experiences ourselves out there. And I'm going to bring up some other stories here uh, pretty soon that you're going to laugh at that uh, Tom and I were involved in. And uh, we, uh, we were kind of, we were like wild children back in the day. Uh, Darren says, I wonder about the consequences on society if we had a device that we could speak to the dead like a telephone. You know, Darren, that's an interesting question. I want to think of, uh, want you to think about something. What if we could do that? What if we could use this device 
and speak to the dead and find out, say, in a case of a murder, who the murderer was. I mean, that would solve a lot of crime right there. I wonder if that would be admissible in court or what you would have to do to get that admissible in court. Uh, James says, correction, 1752 is when Bren Franklin discovered electricity and lightning. It was Edison that tried to uh, take his thunder in 1882. No pun intended. Absolutely, James. And and now now you're you're on the spot there because it was Edison that that stole his thunder. And uh, if we would have went the other way that Tesla was wanting to go, we would all be enjoying the uh, all all of our electrical devices for free. But uh, it didn't go that way because there was no money in it. Tesla was trying to make it to where we could have these devices and not spend any money on it it would have been free energy for everybody wouldn't have that been great and tom says yep and he says oh radio shack yep radio shack equipment radio shack tapes radio shack tape players all that kind of stuff funny man we had such a good time on that and uh darren says husbands and wives talking to dead partners neo-nazis talking to hitler etc you know, that's something we didn't uh, think about just now. But yeah, what if they could go back and speak to like uh, some of these uh, old Nazis like Hitler or, or uh, Stalin, some of these type things. I mean, I don't know if that would be such a great idea. Uh, he also says, had a blonde moment. I think we all have blonde moments. Uh, no pun intended. Sorry there. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but yeah, Sonia, don't mean anything by that because you're very intelligent. And uh, then we had uh, Antonella. She says, Tessa was an amazing human being. Yes, he was, Antonella. He was unbelievable. And I think if we would have followed a lot of his uh, leads and the government wouldn't have been taking and seizing a lot of his patents, we would be a lot further along than what we are right now. But brings us back to the question, was he talking to extraterrestrials at that time were they the ones giving him the information and the knowledge to create some of these uh, uh experiments and prototypes you know dealing with electricity and radio signals and so forth and so on and uh sonia laughs she goes thanks ha <laughs> so yeah uh he had a blah moment but not your kind of blah moment sonia and uh but uh i mean so i mean it makes you think i mean what if what if so if y'all got some stories though share it on here for tom but uh i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna tell you a little bit uh of, of another story that we had when uh we were tom and i were happened to have been cruising through the cemetery one time we had a couple of dates with us and we we're this is back in high school time and uh they wanted to kind of get scared and you know we we're like hey let's take them over to the cemetery and uh it was super dark, one of those quiet nights that were, you know, not a whole lot was moving. And the cemetery's like out in the middle of nowhere. And we figured, yeah, we'll take them out there. We'll scare them a little bit. And when we got out there, uh, everything bad started happening. I mean, just immediately. As we pulled up, we were in two separate vehicles. And uh, Tom's vehicle ended up with a flat right off the bat. As soon as he pulled up, and uh, we're like, well, we'll fix that before we leave. You know, let's go ahead and walk on through. So I left the headlights on on my car and the interior light was on, I remember. And it, we were parked near the front of the entrance into this old, decrepit cemetery. I mean, the gates were rusty. They were old. The weeds were overgrown. The It was more of a poplar cemetery. I mean, there was people buried all over. Some had headstones, some didn't. It was a... Uh, it was a pretty nasty mess trying to get up through there, but we walked about halfway through and uh, the girls got kind of scared. And so we decided, okay, well, let's walk back. So we started walking back. And as we're walking back, I'm looking and I could see on this dirt road where my uh, car was at, I could see the headlights starting to flash on and off, on and off, on and off. And I looked at Tom, I was like, shit, somebody's messing with our cars. So Tom and I took off running toward the cars we left the girls took off running the girls of course chased behind us but we were you know on our way we you know we had uh, more in our minds than that right then at that point and when we got up to the cars 
the headlights on my car turned on and stayed on. And with the interior light on, there was no one around. There was no noise. No one ran. No one was there. And it was like, that was really strange. So we're like, okay, what could have caused that? And I was like, all right, we need to get out of here. So at that time, Tom decided, you know what? Let's fix the tire. So he pulled the tire off and he was changing the tire and he had on a ball cap. And uh, one of the girls that was with us, she reached over and snatched the ball cap off his head. And he didn't really see this happening. I saw it, but she snapped the ball cap off his head, you know, playing around with him. And then while with her arm fully extended, the cap flew off out of her hands and into the weeds. And Tom jumped up. He goes, hey, what are you doing? You know, you just threw my hand. And she goes, I didn't throw it. I didn't throw it. And she was literally shaking. And we looked all over for that cap and couldn't find it. Could not find that cap. And uh, when we looked at the tire, the tire had a slash mark on the sidewall. There was nothing there that could have cut the sidewall of the tire like that. And uh, we left, but we went back the next day to look for that ball cap. It, I mean, how far can it really fly, right? Well, we looked all over. That ball cap was gone. I mean, it was nowhere, anywhere, in or around that area. We looked everywhere for that cap, and it just it was just gone. And it wasn't like we wouldn't have seen it if it was laying out there. That was just one of many uh, crazy things that happened to us. And uh, let's see here. Then we've got uh, Darren says, star people come through a lot, talking about Tesla and his uh, radio signal. And uh, then we have Darren over here also talking. He goes, imagine being caught talking to your wife who has died by your present wife. Worse yet, imagine your dead wife still being able to nag you. Oh, no. That's that's bad. That's a bad thought there, Darren. That is a bad thought. And Alex says, jeepers, creepers. Yeah, no kidding. And oh, and here's Tom commenting in. That's the same cemetery we left that Radio Shack cassette recorder and picked up all that stuff. Yeah, it, 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 that's, that is the same cemetery. That place was crazy crazy haunted i mean if you want it or if anybody doubted the existence of evps or doubted that things or areas are haunted just go there one time and i guarantee you, you would change your mind um james says i'm not sure about ufo tech being around in the tesla days but we took elite forward around the 50s and have not stopped progressing since the digital display on your microwave has more technology than the space program in Apollo 11. Absolutely. Your cell phones that you carry in your pocket have more computer tech than, than Apollo 11 ever thought of having. You know, that's, uh, you know that, that's just amazing that, you know, that kind of technology fits in your pocket now. And before, it would literally take up an entire, you know, humongous room, you know, full of uh, computers with tapes and everything else running. So... What we're going to do right now, we're going to take a small break and I'm going to wet my gizzard a little bit before we come back and start and continue with Tesla and uh, Edison and talk a little bit more about this and probably give you all a few more stories. And hopefully Rick Warren will call in here before too long. And uh, once he does, we'll pull him in and uh, let him tell us how it's going over there in his investigation. So stay tuned, everybody. Oh, just in white, they want your name. 
And we are back, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed some of that uh, music that we had playing. And we are going to get right back into the comment section. But I want to let you all know that I did try and call Rick Warren, and I did not get an answer. So I believe he's really tied up or busy right now trying to get that investigation up and off the ground. Uh, Barbie says, I think many of the universe secrets are met are meant to be kept secrets until our society can actually handle the whole truth. The evil that rules the underworld is right here within our world. Those whom don't believe in God yet believe in evil can't handle the truth. That's why I believe we still can't prove anything about the afterlife or space aliens or anything else we can't explain with true science behind it. Wow. That makes a lot of sense, Barbie. And, you know, that's a big possibility. You know, I, I don't dispute that at all. Um, James says, uh, Corona proved that society can't handle fear. Imagine something on the larger scale like finding out we've been being visited for years from another race. Um, I think that's already out there, James. Uh, probably not in so many words, but I, I think that's already up and out. Uh, you know, as far as disclosure goes with the U S Navy coming out with the Tic Tacs and the Pentagon coming out and saying that they've got a piece of some sort of vehicle that wasn't created here on earth. I think, uh, they're pushing toward that. I don't think they've come completely out or, you know, let the cat completely out of the bag. I think they're kind of shaking the bag out, letting us hear it, uh, maybe giving us a peek at it, but I don't think they're, uh, keeping that from us a whole lot like they used to. Um, and uh, Barbie says exactly what I mean. That's the truth. Darren says, I don't know how, but I believe the spirit box is able to pick up messages regardless of space and time. And quantum physics seems to be violating what Tesla said. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy frequency and vibration and yes i've heard a lot about that including putting forth different types of low frequency signals at the same time uh you're working on uh evps you know and not so much the white noise part of it but low extremely low frequencies i think kind of opens up things a little bit and i've actually seen some experiments where it seems to work um we're going to try and get Renee, our mad scientist, involved with that and see what we can do on another investigation using extremely low frequencies during an EVP session. James says, uh, and James, that's something you should, guys should work on too. Uh, for those of you who don't know, James is a, a firefighter, retired firefighter, and he also has a paranormal team in Houston, Texas. And uh, he has a great setup right now over there. Um, probably one of the top uh, paranormal investigative teams we have in this area. Um, James says people would lose their shit. There's too many sheep out there that would panic. As much as I'd love disclosure, sadly, the masses are not ready for such a load of information. Um, I think there's a lot of them that aren't, but there's a lot of us, I think, who are. So I think it's, uh, it depends on who sees it. But I, I have a feeling you're right as far as mass panic would go. If uh, we had a UFO come and land on the front line of the White House, I think it would, uh, you know, all kinds of shit would start up. They'd probably start protesting the aliens. Who knows? Freaking idiots. Anyway, uh, Barbie says, uh, I agree with that. The fear would run people crazy. James also says, uh, remember, quantum physics is the science of possibility and not fact. Tesla was a genius and had huge ideas that are now coming into uh, uh, jumped on me that are now coming into <laughs> into fruition I guess that's how you said it but sadly he died unsupported and broke I wish he would have had good sponsors to back him uh, he did at one time and they all pulled their money back you know I, I don't know what was going on with that but he did have some sponsors but you know it was up and down for, for Tesla Unfortunately, I wish he would have been the one to uh, push forward with a lot of the ideas that he had. 
Barbie says, I believe that the lower and lowest frequencies bring more negative impact and effects. What do you mean by that, Barbie? Do you think the lower frequencies bring like negative spirits or negative energies or how does that work? What's your thoughts? Um, Darren says, yeah, those voices we get that we think are mimicking our own voices. Yes, I've picked those up before, Darren. Perhaps they are our voices from the past or future. Hmm. Getting a little deep on that one. But yeah, I mean, you never know. I, I don't rule anything out. You know, I want everybody to know I keep a really open mind on a lot of different things, especially in discussions when we're talking paranormal, because there's no set rule. There's no set rule that we have to follow. There's nothing that says this is absolute because there isn't anything absolute. And right now, until we can actually recreate an experiment and recreate the bringing in of another dimension or or you know people who have passed or spirits or whatever the case may be and it's do being and we're able to duplicate it by a set of scientific type instruments or whatever the case may be that we're using it's all in the open because we don't know for sure what works and what doesn't or what the effects are of what we're doing until we're able to recreate them scientifically and i know it's it's hard to swallow because a lot of us are like well i know that i picked up voices well i know i did too but the whole thing that we have to think about as far as scientifically is that we have to be able to recreate it we want to be able to get over there and recreate it each and every time that we're on an investigation that way we can say we know this is it this is what works this is what this is scientifically proven that this works you can't dispute it and that's what it's all about so we have to think outside the box whenever we're doing our experiments or trying to make contact or trying to collect evps or trying to collect video whatever the case might be we need to be able to duplicate it scientifically and be able to show each and every time that th this is a possibility okay we're going back over here and uh James says, or a parallel universe. I guess uh, talking to Darren. Uh, Barbie says, absolutely, Eddie. I believe that the lowest frequencies bring forth negative responses. That's been my experience with catching EVPs. Interesting, Barbie. Uh, James says, I have an EVP of a voice mocking my lead investigator, Kristen. Barbie says, I've noticed that the higher frequencies catch more positive or friendly EVPs responses. Huh. See, now that would be an experiment to try out. Uh, James, if you get a chance, make notes of this and on your next experiment, videotape some of these experiments. I, I know that's what we're going to end up doing and I'm going to get Renee uh, out here with us and we're going to recreate some of these experiments using the different frequency levels. And uh, I know that when we went live that one time, uh, we were trying some different white noise frequencies, white noise, pink noise, brown noise. There was a lot of different uh, noises that you can actually use and get trying to bring out possible EVPs. And uh, some of these things seem to work as well on uh, for alien type uh, encounters, you know, using some of the uh, methods on the... Uh, that's Dr. Stephen Greer created. So that's uh, some of the things that we're looking at doing. Um, James says, uh, or let's see, here we go. Uh, Darren says, we tend to think we are contacting people's spirits who are stuck in the past. Perhaps we are just connecting people in the past. You know, that's a good point. I mean, we don't know how all this works exactly. But I will tell you one thing. The more expensive recorders, and this has been my experience, I don't know what yours are, but the more expensive recorders that clean up a lot or don't have a lot of hiss or noise or anything like that tend to pick up less on the EVP scale of things than the older recorders, including tape. Tape was phenomenal for capturing EVPs. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, if you use, you know, a dirty tape, one that you've already recorded on and you're recording over, but no, that's not the case because we would use clean 
tapes each and every time. We wouldn't record over the same tapes. So uh, that's that's not the case. But for some reason, the magnetic tapes seem to work really well. And I, I'm not sure why. But uh, as well as, you know, the old uh, Super 8s or, or cassette type uh, recorders seem to work really well on capturing uh, like shadow figures and things of that nature. And I'm not sure what why the why that is. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the frequency which the tape uh, records, you know, captures that stuff easier. But I know digital doesn't do as good for whatever reason. And uh, let's see here. Um, James says uh, Bobby might be right on to something lower the megahertz on the recordings and see what happens. Sonia says. I find that everyone would have different experiences when it comes to lower and higher frequencies. Like I said, Sonia, this is something that I, I think we really need to play with, all of us. Because I know a lot of us get out there and we ghost hunt and uh, we do investigations and things of that nature. But this would be something that I seriously believe would uh, be a great experiment for all of us to do and to come back and we could have a show just on this and share our experiences on how it worked and what we were able to capture. And if you did capture anything, send it to us, and we'll play it live so everybody can hear it. But I, I think this is a this would be a great homework assignment for all of us to to work on. And uh, James says uh, he's on it. Alex says I've had a spirit uh, mimicking me wearing a cap that I always used. So this was an actual apparition, I guess, that Alex had seen. More like a doppelganger, you know, which is kind of cool. And uh, James says, I still use mini DV in, in my main camera. Wow. You're one of the few, James, that I know that you still use that. That's awesome. And Darren says, uh, I heard the kitchen table being thumped so hard that the glasses were clinking. I asked who was there, and a woman's voice on the tape said, I'm cleaning the fish. History of the house showed that the fishmonger once lived there. That a fishmonger once lived there. Wow. So you actually had something really cool there, Darren. That's pretty neat. But, you know, like I said, I mean, if we can do this homework assignment and all of us, whenever we're out doing an investigation, we work with frequencies and let's see what we pick up and let's share what we have. Because let's look at it like this, guys and girls. We need to share our findings with each other so many people hang on to whatever it is they find they don't like sharing their toys they don't like sharing how they picked up things and you know honestly that's just bs we're all in this for the same reasons and and some of us do have different reasons but it's all basically the same thing to find answers and uh honestly i think we need to work together and uh try and and find answers to a lot of these questions we have because I think with all of us working in different areas with different teams and different mindsets, we're going to be able to put this thing together once and for all and maybe put it to rest and find that little niche that we need in order to make sure that we're able to duplicate this over and over. And uh, James says, let's set it up. Uh, let's set up an experiment. Set a deadline for October 15th. I'll do low frequency around 2K. Let's all report and submit on the 15th. So let's look at October. October 15th. That's a Thursday. So October 15th is a Thursday. So let's submit October 15th. Any of your findings that you can get between now and then. Let's all do some experiments, some homework. Submit your, experiment, your experiments over to us. So go ahead and uh, send them directly to me. You can send them to ghostlycop at gmail.com. G-H-O-S t-l-y-c-o-p at gmail.com ghostlycop at gmail.com email them to me and uh let's let's put them out there and see what we captured this is going to be pretty cool y'all because we can do some investigations between now and then or at least play around a little bit with different frequencies in different areas you know and and see what we can come up with i mean this will be really neat because it's something that we can do you know and maybe break the monotony of all this uh you know staying inside and COVID stuff and do something that's more fun and exciting and, and kind of get back into it. Alex says, uh, it was a, mis it was the mis 
mischievous clown boy, not the evil clown boy. Okay, that which is, I think they're one and the same, right, Alex? I think that's what you told me. And uh, James says, I used a certain type of music once at an abandoned hospital. Shit went wild. I'd love to share what happened. Hey, James, that would be cool. Um, I think we have enough time. If you have time to come on right now, I can bring you on and uh, you can check it out and, and tell your story. What do you think? Let me know real quick. And uh, I think we'll have time for that if we uh, if we hurry. Antonella wants to wants to hear it, and so does Barbie, you know for sure. So let me you know put post it on here if you want to know or if you all want to hear it. You know I'm more than happy to bring him on so he can tell his story. So let's uh let's look at getting this done. I'm gonna try and shoot him a link real quick, and see if I can get him on here. And uh, that would be awesome. I've heard the story just to let y'all know. I'm one step ahead of you. It's awesome. And uh, I, I think you're going to really, really like it. Really, really like it. But just to let you know, um, he was playing some far out music and it didn't work out real well for him. You know, we got James on here and we got Tom on here. And finally, I think we can uh, make something happen. So, uh, James, tell the story about what happened to you. All right. So... <laughs> In no way do I endorse doing this or um, suggest doing any of this kind of stuff right here. So we uh, we explored a hospital, uh, abandoned hospital down there in uh, Mineral Wells. Um, and, you know, we were the first group to explore this place um, hands off, meaning that the owners around probably one o'clock in the morning decided, you know what? Hey, these guys are cool. We're going to go ahead and leave. And uh, let them have the, the place to themselves. And that's what they did. They left, and we had the place to ourselves. And I'm going to tell you, at 1.30 in the morning, nothing happened. We were there from 6 in the afternoon. I got some badass, like, great B-roll shots. And, uh, hey, man, what you drinking? Is that what you got? What you got? Red Bull? What's that? Like, huh? I don't drink. Like, no, I don't drink. Like, I got a butt ice right here. So anyway, we're there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, hey, cheers. Cheers to the family out there. Cheers. Right on, Everybody. right on. Right on. Bring them up, bring them up. So we're out there, and not a damn thing is going on, man. I'm talking nothing at all. And this is a seven-story hospital. Um, and the, the owners left at like 1.30 in the morning. And you know what? I decided to spice it up a notch. I'm like, you know, I got some stuff downloaded on my phone. I'll tell you in a minute what it was. And um, I was like, let me go ahead and play this kind of stuff, you know, and, and let's see what happens. And all it was, it was in my in my view at the time, I didn't do the research on this stuff, but it was really creepy music. And it was kind of like to to get the mood of the team involved, you know, because from six in the afternoon till one thirty in the morning, you're going to be kind of like, eh, man, ain't shit happening, you know, this is kind of getting lame, you know, this and that. So I was trying to hype the mood up a little bit. And so I started playing this music, and it was on third, was it, yeah, it was on third floor of this hospital, which is a nursery, um, the, the nursery ward, right? And I'm telling you, at two minutes into the music, shit went haywire. Uh, we was we started hearing uh, really loud bangs on the fourth floor, which was it kind of got my attention. You know, I, I was like, okay, all right, well, let's see what this is. We're the only people in this hospital. My whole team was there. Uh, there was eight of us out there. Uh, I had three in the control room down on the bottom floor and uh, three of us upstairs, two outside, and we started hearing a lot of banging upstairs. You know. So stupid me, I'm a coon ass. I ain't scared of nothing. I love alligators and everything else. So I start walking down this hallway and it's, it's a chapel slash um, nursery ward. So we're sitting in the chapel at the back of this hallway um, and we start hearing this banging stuff. So I started walking out and next thing you know, furniture started moving. Literally furniture started moving in the rooms and, and we have this on camera. Um, the uh, the hospital provided IR cameras from the back of the hallway. Real, to the front real quick, of the hallway. Dar- real quick, James. Don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, Darren wants to know what kind of music was it. I'm getting to that. <laughs> I'm going to get to that. <laughs> and Darren, I love your enthusiasm, brother. 
I'm going to get to that. And, and that's the whole, the spin of this thing right here. Um, you know, we started hearing all this stuff, all this crazy shit going on. And it got to the point where it started to get a little dangerous up in the hallway. So we left, I went downstairs and we started reviewing footage on all the hallway, all the floors. And I walked outside and uh, there was a big metal door on the front of this hospital that just slammed right behind me. And it was the creepiest slash the scariest shit that I've ever, <laughs> ever seen before. I was the only one outside. I got halfway down the stairs on the front of the hospital. And when I heard that door slam, it sounded like a shotgun went off behind me. I spun around immediately and I looked and wasn't nobody standing right there behind that door. I got on the radio right away and I'm like, Mike, 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 get out here right now. And they all, they all came out and they're like, dude, we saw that on camera. There was no wind, no nothing. Couldn't explain that, right? So go back in the hospital. Um, by the end of the night, we called it off. It was like 4.30 in the morning. We called it off because it started getting dangerous. Uh, there was chairs being slung out in the hallway. Um, I thought, yeah, you, meant, I thought it, you meant dangerous as in everybody's pulling their weight. Shit. Never mind. No, we were all packing. Trust me. We were all oh, yeah. packing. We do. Every time we go on a hunt. Every time, every 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 hunt we go on, we always packing, and I showed Eddie that last time we went on this investigation of this house in a kind of a rough neighborhood, and we're always packing every time. Yeah, he was loaded um, for bear. Oh yeah, yeah, every time it got dangerous. It, you go into an abandoned place, you never know who's going to end up in there. You know, somebody might, somebody else might want to explore the place, but you don't know their intention, so you gotta, yeah, you gotta be protected. So yeah, I mean we. So by the end of the night, by I mean dangerous, uh, we had furniture flying out of rooms. Uh, mind you, this hotel, uh, I keep saying hotel, but it's a hospital. Uh, there's coffins on every floor and they plant them in, they plant them in there. I'm sure they do, but whatever. But I mean, the, the place is, is, is truly demonic. Um, so to answer Darren and everybody else's question, the, uh, the music I was playing is, is a music form called Goetia. Um, Goetia, which I didn't know at the time, and believe me, I got my ass kicked from the team over this, right? Hold on, my dog's running up on me. So my, I got my ass kicked by the team over this music. Uh, Goetia is a uh, conjuring music, okay? And it's it's a demon conjuring music. I didn't know this. So in my defense, <laughs> in my defense I'm in here playing Goetia, in a highly Catholic floor of this hospital, highly, you know, religious floor. And, um, it was a nursery ward or a, a birthing ward. I don't, I don't really know. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to see some shit happen, by all means, it's up to you. I, I, I disclaim, do not play Goetia or anything like that. So the author and the, uh, the composer of the stuff, his name is Peter Gundry. It's a guy from Australia. Uh, writes beautiful music. If you look up Peter Gundry on YouTube, he has several albums out. Uh, what I did was downloaded Goetia, that specific album, to my phone. And there's songs in there that the title of the song is like uh, The Devil's Chant and shit like that. So I, I didn't download that, but I downloaded some other stuff that had like female vocals in it and it had like this, uh, If my best guess would be like Italian uh singing and stuff like that is very very creepy if you play this stuff in a house by yourself or in a, in a location a, a hospital or whatever it's super creepy me, Say so again? what you're telling me is you can mind fuck yourself by playing deviant yes that was so so that was that was the intent okay initially that was the intent to kind of mind fuck yourself, to, to kind of like, okay, let's let's get the mood of the team up. Yeah, uh, let's let's do that, right? That was the intent, my intent. Well, your intent right? worked. But the thing is, there were physical things happening after that music started. Physical things happening. We have it on camera. We have everything on in evidence, and it's a video coming out soon. You know, that's that's one thing I'm looking forward to, James. Is that video? I want to see that so bad. Yeah, there. I'm I'm still trying to work this Premiere Pro. It's a pain in the ass. If uh, get, use use DaVinci. DaVinci is so much better. Yeah, DaVinci. Yeah, DaVinci is so much better, and it works great. I mean, it's it's real easy, and everything's in one platform. You don't have to be jumping around. 
Dude, the, the, uh, the Premiere Pro has so many options; it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's it's over it's overwhelming. Go to use oh DaVinci. DaVinci, you'll skate through it so quick you'll be like, why why was I even messing with Premiere? I don't I don't I'm not Steven Spielberg, so I don't know how to work this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Taking me forever. The yeah. learning curve is insane. Yeah, on, just on just take your take your files, dump them into DaVinci, and yep. and you're good. And it's free. Yeah. It's free. Premiere Premiere is like two fifty a month or two fifty a year, I think, yeah, or two thirty yeah. a year, something like that. Yeah. Due to Vinci, you'll you'll be much happier and it works so so well, it's not even funny. Uh but Tom, to answer to answer to Tim, yeah, the, the intent was to hype up the crowd, you know, hype up the team and stuff like that. Because you know, I mean, look, you're at a location from six thirty in the afternoon till one thirty in the morning. Nothing has happened, right? Well, so you're going to get bored. You're going to yeah. be like, man, ain't shit going on here, you know. And and Darren, haunted as hell. Darren so says, well, is, Darren says, said, well, well, I'm, I'm going to kick it up a notch, you know. <laughs> yeah, Darren says, well, sounds like it worked better than how many fingers am I holding up? LOL. Yeah, yeah, it, it was insane. I'm not even going to lie to you. It was crazy. So, uh, I mean. I'm, uh, in my team, I'm forbidden to play this music again. That's how disturbed they were from it, you know. And Barbie and, says, Barbie says you should have tried some high frequency stuff to see if it was reversed, uh, or if it would have reversed the effect. So I don't know if anybody is local around here, but so the uh, I'll give you the location we went to, and I'll be happy to share the playlist. We went to the Nazareth Hospital down there, Mineral Wells. Um, the night before that, we were at the Hornet Hill, and we stayed the night there and did a bunch of stuff there. And that's another video that's going to come out separate. Um, a word of advice, and just going to say this, throw it out there. If you go to Nazareth, go there first, and then go to Hornet Hill after. There's some kind of dispute going on. Just trust me, go to Nazareth first, Hornet Hill after. Um, it'll save you a lot of bullshit. You, Other than you, that, if you play the Goetia, it's from Peter Gundry, and it's it's pretty it's pretty serious. Like I've never seen this was this was poltergeist activity. You know. Wow. Yeah. Do Do you have anything going on, Tom? Anything you'd yeah. like to add? Yeah. All right. Well, let's do some final words, James. Let's start off with you, man. Since you had the story. Man, I'll tell you, uh, just go out and just discover as much as you can. Um, you know, cemeteries might be a place of peace and everything else, but there's things there that you could catch. And like I said, I, I do record on mini DV. Um, I'm using a Canon XH A1S, and it's a pretty badass camera. It's using uh, mini DV, and I download everything, you know, and, and convert. And uh, yeah, you catch a lot of stuff on that. And um, Eddie, I don't know if you you saw the video that I sent you from Haunted Hill with the camera shaking up and down. Yes, it that was that was pretty intense, man. Yeah, it we was that room and that thing shot up and down for like thirty minutes. And I sent you a compressed version of it because I know you don't want to see thirty minutes of a camera going right, up and down. Right, that's all it did. As soon as our flashlights came back in, there the camera was done. It was just that was it. Wow. So I use I use Mini DV. Um, I find that the digital stuff is pixelated too much, and you could. Um, you can unintentionally see something or identify something in a pixelated video and, and obscure it for something else. So I like the mini DVs, man. Right. And, I uh, think that, y'all just keep awesome. hunting, man, and, and keep getting that good evidence. And let's set that deadline for, uh, for October 15th. And, uh, like I said, I'll go low frequency on everything. Whenever I render down, I'll do 2k and, uh, let's get some low, mid and high. All right, everybody. Remember October 15th deadline, send in whatever you capture and let's get some experiments going. This'll be fun. And uh, we'll make yeah. a whole show just based on, you know, the frequency aspect of uh, collecting EVPs and what kind of luck we had using high frequency, low frequencies, and even certain types of uh, mixtures of uh, white noise as well. And, Absolutely. Uh, Tom, final words? I don't have final words, man. Go to bed. <laughs> hey, I've got to give you the opportunity, man. I've got to give you the opportunity. Especially after, especially after our, our great stories, you know, the of when you know we were in high school and stuff. Oh fuck all that, dude! <laughs> I love your spirit, Tom. There, there, there's even there's even more than that. But uh, my final words to everybody: 
Hey, man, it's been great. I'm glad that we had you on the show. Glad everybody that could make it on here. We appreciate it each and every time. Uh, I wish Rick could have made it onto the show. He was going to try and call, but uh, maybe he didn't have signal or something happened. But uh, we wish Rick Warren the best of luck out there on his investigation. Hope everything's going well for you, Rick. If you capture anything, remember, we want it on the show. Everybody's waiting to hear. So keep that in mind. But uh, everybody take care. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Paranormal Analytical. It's a pleasure as always. And uh, we love having you guys on here with us. And uh, we look forward to uh, next Saturday. And uh, tomorrow, don't forget, Political Analytical at 8 p.m. We're going to be rocking it on here again. So uh, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow. But until then, love you guys. Take care. Sweet dreams. Keep it safe. Keep it spooky. Keep your eyes looking up to the sky, and we'll see you soon. Peace out, guys.